I know sometimes the hardest thing about having people in our lives that we care about, and while certainly it is a blessing in a lot of ways, is or are the difficulties when we find someone that we really care about making a choice or choosing to do something that we completely disagree with their choice. We feel like they're somehow putting themselves in danger or putting themselves in a situation where they might be compromised. And I know that this is nothing new for I for anyone who's listening to this, but I had the opportunity this week to experience this, and it has been quite a long time since I have found myself really reacting so strongly to a choice that someone that is close to me made uh, in their own lives and put themselves at risk. And not that the story is really important at all and the details aren't really important, but what I found that for me what is most important is that I am able to, I, I really don't want to deny my humanness. I'm not, you know, I'm not using mindfulness practice to try to transcend my own humanness. What I have really engaged in the practice for is to really be more fully human. In other words, if I know, and I hope this makes sense, if I know that I can cope more effectively with the situations that come up as a result of being human, all of the disappointment, the pain, the suffering that happens, both uh, necessary and unnecessary. I can't really speak to, you know, uh, what any particular suffering is for other people, but I know for myself, sometimes I have that sense. But there's so many different difficult and challenging emotions that we feel in our bodies and in our minds that are connected that... It makes it very difficult sometimes to be human, and I, for the early times that I started the practice, or during those times, uh, there was a desire to escape all of these emotions, and that's, I admit it, Uh, and I've talked to so many people who have said this themselves, that they were drawn initially initially to mindfulness practice because of a desire to find relief from the emotional suffering that was taking place. So I think it is fairly common, but I found out pretty quickly that what the idea here is, and I had to kind of go through a full cycle of this. And once I started getting to a point where I could experience some really unsettling emotions and having some really strong internal reactions to things, and then be able to utilize the practice because literally I had practiced being able to pay attention to what my mind was doing even when I was disquieted and kind of off center so to speak and I found that it was it was getting easier and easier not because of anything miraculous easier to cope but it was because I had practiced coping even when it was difficult to do so and the only I found that the only way for me to do that, the only way to kind of build a bridge over, and not that I there again, I don't want to deny these feelings, but the only way to build a bridge over them and get on the other side is to go through it. And that's and that's really what I wanted to share today 
is that I found that it, this is the most important part of mindfulness practice is that it allows us to feel these things that many times we don't want to feel. And I found myself this week being, and not, it was not just me, but it was other people that I knew that knew this person. And so not only was I dealing with my own internal reactions and my own disbelief for this choice that was being made. And this is not one of those gray areas. This was something that there were, there, you know, there were, and it still is evidence pointing to the danger, uh, of, you know, kind of, uh, disregarding safety guidelines for certain situations. And I had to remind certain people that I knew that it really was not any of our place to do anything about this. We could not tell this person what to do. Uh, and it ultimately involved a group of people, but you know, it wasn't any of our place to put a stop to this or to try to, you know, talk them out of it or to convince them that they were making a mistake. What I really ended up sharing with other people who were struggling, and I don't think that all these people are even overly familiar with mindfulness practice, is that uh, that universal truth that we all ultimately make our own choices and that, that we really can't be in charge of anyone unless we are legally in charge of someone. Uh, but we can't really do anything about these things. And so what I find is sometimes that's the hardest thing to deal with sometimes is those are those situations when we find ourselves where we can't really, we have no control and we are, you know, it's, it's coming from a good place. We want people that we care about to be safe and we want people to, uh, to take advantage of what evidence there is for what is safe and what's not safe. But at the same time, all any of us can do is really choose to do or not do what we feel is best or is most safe in any certain situation. And I definitely went through a lot of gyrations this week. There were a lot of times when I found myself just in absolute disbelief that this was going to, this was the choice that was being made and thinking about all the things that potentially could have gone wrong. And it's just now coming up in the moment, but when I say the word disbelief, when I say that I was in disbelief, what I'm now realizing is that that is a lot, that's a lot of where the pain is. That's really the edge of where the challenge is. This is where the suffering is, is that if I believe that something is safe or this is safe or this isn't safe, and I cling to those beliefs, then of course, being in a state of disbelief that someone would actually uh, act in a way that is contrary to that, what is really happening is, and I hope it's okay, I, I really hope that, it, that it's being heard the way that I'm saying this. I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that anyone is wrong for having beliefs. And there's, and I'm, and I'm certainly not saying that people should not have them. But I guess what I am saying is I found out for myself, and I did find this out a long time ago, that I can certainly have beliefs about things, but there is a cost to that. And one of the costs is that I can find myself clinging to those beliefs. And when anything happens or potentially is going to happen that runs contrary to that, I am going to suffer because if I'm believing something, there has to be someone believing something. So it goes without saying, it's kind of implied that if I have a belief, there has to be this person that believes this. And if there's a person that believes something, and this is from the standpoint of mindfulness, then I have to somehow be invested in an identity of someone who has a belief. 
And the weird part about this is this doesn't have to happen explicitly. A lot of this, that's what's so insidious about a lot of this from a mental health standpoint, is that we cause ourselves so much pain and suffering because we identify as, I am this person, I believe this. Anything else that runs contrary to that, I, I don't believe that and I'm against that. And we take a position. And so we really put a lot of effort and energy into being someone who believes something. And again, I'm not saying that that's wrong to do any of this or that people, I'm not trying to talk anyone out of this. I just have found through the practice that that there has been a cost that I have paid as a result of believing these things that I am thinking about what I'm feeling. I have, you know, trying to be somebody who thinks something. And there again, it all happens very, sometimes it's very, it's almost like it's, it happens in a stealth mode. I don't even realize I'm making these choices to be this person that believes this or clings to this belief or this expectation about other people. I just kind of wake up and find myself there sometimes. And mindfulness practice is, that's why it is so beneficial because of the fact that it allows an opportunity to very quickly, the more that we practice, the more quickly we begin to realize that we have in fact invested a lot of time and energy into being someone believing something. And before we know it, anything or anyone that runs contrary to that, uh, we see as in opposition to us in some way. And in this case, I, it wasn't that I saw this person as the enemy or the opposition. Uh, there are some situations in life, and clearly we see a lot of that in the world today, where we really do get into these ideological stances. And I'm certainly not here to talk about about those things in you know specifically. But I do realize that it is astounding to find oneself in the position of really holding fast to these beliefs and suddenly realizing that there is so much unnecessary suffering that is going on. And, 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 the, and what's really even more interesting about it is that we may not even feel that suffering because of the fact that we're so busy being someone believing something about someone or something else. Uh, what is right, what is wrong, what should be done, what shouldn't be done, that this can all happen and affect our mental health and our physiological health uh, in ways that we are really blind to and not because there's anything wrong with us and it's, there's nothing wrong with us that we can't see. A lot of this is unconscious. If I've been in the habit, and this is really what I have found for myself, I don't know if this will apply to everyone else, but if I have really been entrenched in this identity of someone believing something, it begins to be sub, it begins to be unconscious and really resides in our subconscious mind. And before long, I don't really even have to consciously think about this identity of who I am because I've just been playing this part. I've just acted out this, you know, something that's based on a belief. You know, if I, if this is who I think I am, pretty soon it can get to the point that I don't even have to, have to really remember that I made a choice at some point to be someone who believes a certain thing. And this week I got a lot of opportunities to really unpack this and really take a deeper look at it, to really slow down and realize that, and to understand where my boundaries are, because I think anytime I have ever tried to quote unquote, poke my nose in someone else's business has been when I am so 
wrapped up in, I'm so convinced that I know what is right for not only myself, but for other people, that I take that additional step, and it's a big one, to let someone know what I think. And I realize I had an opportunity to raise a child who is now grown. I had my opportunities to to do those things when it was legally and, uh, and, and just necessary from the standpoint of that's what parents do. I don't really even know what to call that, but I've had those opportunities. I've had situations where I've had some level of, of managerial authority. It's been a long time, but essentially I've had those times when it was expected of me to make sure that you know people did what uh, a group of people believed was right in order to continue business operations. But what I find is in my own personal life, uh, there's not really so much need to do that. And, and if I find myself doing that, I want to be aware that I'm not only that I'm doing it, but I, even before then, I want to be aware because I've made that choice and that's available to any of us who practice mindfulness is that I want to be aware. If I'm starting to go down that path, if I am starting to somehow over-invest or even just a little bit invest in an identity of someone who thinks and has a belief that something is either right or wrong or this should be done or this shouldn't be done, I would, I would really prefer to know that sooner than later. And what's beautiful about the practice is that that's exactly what it does. And the way that it does it, and it's not that it does it, it's that I practice, I utilize this practice paying attention to my own mind. And I can start to see these thoughts form. And it's amazing because it's almost like in a way when you think about a thunderstorm that comes together, you know, there is circulation and there are things that are happening from a meteorological standpoint, you know, from a physical standpoint. And I find that many times thoughts are really the same way. I realize this is a euphemism, but essentially this is what it feels like. In other words, the clouds start to gather, you know, things start swirling around and it doesn't always just happen instantaneously. Sometimes it does. Sometimes I have very quick reactions and then it's a matter of utilizing a meditative practice to calm my mind because as soon as I become aware that I've lost it, so to speak, or that I have gone off the rails or gone off into the weeds or whatever euphemism you would want to use, uh, it's, it does happen and, and, and it certainly will happen again because I'm human. And I don't want to be afraid of that. I, I want to be open to the fact that I'm human and I may have a really strong reaction and just immediately react in a really harsh and uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a harsh and, in a, and in an unconscious manner where I'm saying things or, or acting in a certain way that I haven't even really actually thought about what it is that I'm going to say or do. So whether it's something that happens quickly, but most of the time what I find is it's usually more kind of like what I was talking about, that slow, somewhat slow building storm where the clouds are just kind of swirling around. And that is most of the time where I catch myself. It's in the, at the point where these thoughts are starting to form, these impulses are starting to come online. I'm somehow finding myself in a situation with someone else or even with something else. It doesn't have to be another person. It could be, some, you know, it just could be anything that I come across that I'm beginning to have thoughts about. And I can start paying attention to that. And very quickly, it's kind of like, ah, okay. I can start to see that I am beginning to, I see that someone is, is going to make a choice to do something. And somehow I seem to think that it's not a good idea or I think that it's a huge mistake, whatever the case may be. 
I see that this person's putting themselves in danger. I've, you know, I've got to do something about it. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. And, and it's not that I'm always necessarily saying these words to myself, but this is really what it feels like. And I got an opportunity to do that this week. I literally had the experience of starting to go there, so to speak. You know, my thoughts were starting to, to, you know, the storm was swirling, the clouds were swirling, and suddenly I'm starting to go there. And I was able to catch myself and realize that I'm having these thoughts, that I'm, you know, starting to really cling to some beliefs about what I think is not a good idea for someone who I care about and what could possibly happen if they do this and how it might affect me. So there's, you know, there's all that going on. And then I realized, okay, wait a second. And then I, unfortunately, I had the complexity of having other people that know this person and that are related to this person that are basically doing the same thing along with me in their own way. And, and, and I think really, I feel like everyone, at least based on my experiences, I'm not saying that I believe this, but it, 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 it appears to me that everyone kind of has their own unique energy that they bring to this, their own kind of frequency that they're at regarding, uh, you know, being in a state of disbelief about someone else's future choices or choices that, that they've already made. And so I had the added complexity of, I had other people bringing stress into my situation. And I, and I'm, and I was aware of the fact that I can choose to do with what I will with that. I can put up boundaries. I don't necessarily have to let someone else, if they're stressed and really upset about something, I don't have to take that on that energy. But in this case, I was at least, you know, and I, and I can keep my heart open to people, even if I have sort of put up that boundary or that wall. And what I had to do was I had to make a choice to, I wanted to listen to what those people had to say, but everybody had their own take on it. And at some point I realized, okay, I, you know, I can only be responsible for myself in terms of my thoughts and my reactions and my energy and the way that I was choosing to respond to this situation. And sometimes it gets very overwhelming. I I have taught people and I have worked with people who have found that sometimes, you know, being in a family, being in a group of friends, uh, some sort of organization or whatever the case may be, makes things so much more difficult and it makes it so much more complex because of all the different people and their reactions and their thoughts and their beliefs and their energy that they bring to any given situation. And it's really, to a certain degree, it's outside of the scope of even what I'm talking about today. But I did want to at least mention that because from the standpoint of being aware that some, in some cases, other people's reactions can very possibly affect my reactions. And there were times where I found myself this past week hearing other people reacting very strongly to this only to find that unconsciously I'm beginning to think, you know what, they're right. And then pretty soon I'm starting to go down that road. And then I had to, not had to, but I chose to because I, and sometimes it just happened because I practiced doing it. I just became aware that, oh my gosh, now I'm doing this. I'm now taking on other people's energy regarding this and I'm reacting because they're reacting. And so somehow through the practice, through the choice to just try to calm my mind, utilizing some sort of meditative practice, there's, there are numerous practices for this, but essentially I was able to work my way through all of this and it's, and it did feel like a lot at times, but 
what I found is, is that if I can just continue to stay aware, if I can just stay present, if I can just be here without the need to react in a way that makes me want to go somewhere else or forget about it or distract myself from it or deny it, if I can just be here even when it feels horrible, even when it doesn't feel good at all, even when I don't like or love the thoughts that I'm having, I certainly don't want to be this person that's being reactive. I don't want to have to live my life this way. And what I find is I can't just flip a switch and suddenly be the way that I that I think that I should be because then I pretty soon I have beliefs about how I should be. The only way that I can really be is how I am. And I know that the only thing that I can really do is not try to change how I am. I just want to pay attention to what I'm thinking, what's going through my mind, how I'm reacting, and just let whatever has happened happening and let it continue to happen until it's dissipated and whatever needs to happen that process goes through its you know its gyrations but I can make it a lot worse by believing what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling and if I don't do that it does make it much much easier and what I found is that you know part of the the whole experience of being in relationships with other people, whether it's acquaintances, friends, romantic relationships, work relationships, business relationships, whatever it may be, that there is always the potential for this to happen. People are always going to surprise us at times. There's going to be times when we're just not going to be able, we just cannot believe that someone is acting this way. And there again, I said, I can't believe it because that just in of itself denotes the fact that I have some sort of belief about the way it should be. And most of the time, it's not going to be the way that I think it all should be. And that is part, that's the biggest part of coping for me that I struggled with for most of my life. And what's allowed me to begin to cope in a more healthy way, it's not changed everything. It's not made it easier, certainly. And it's not made it always more pleasant. But at least I can stay present and be here no matter how bad it gets no matter how challenging it is, no matter how much people are shocking me and surprising me with behavior that I never expected. Because there again, I said the word expected because somehow I had expectations of it being otherwise. And so if I can, I can find that it really is possible through the practice to just be here without expectations of other people, without any beliefs about how it all should be or how they should be or how I should be even because I can get really caught up in, in disbelief about my own behavior and my own reactions. And it is probably one of the most difficult, not the most, but it is one of the most difficult parts about being human. At least I've found that and many people that I've spoken with. And the practice really does make it so much easier to open my heart to other people and to be around other people, even when it is difficult, even when it is challenging, and even when I really am in a place where I am shocked or surprised by someone else's choices or their behavior or my own. It really, this practice really does make it easier and more sustainable to be here and be present.